Want to get smarter about investing? Then tune in to the Capital Ideas podcast from Capital Group, home of American Funds Distributors, Inc., one of the world's leading asset managers. Each week, we bring you stock market outlooks, macroeconomic updates, and investment strategies that can help you succeed. Learn from portfolio managers with decades of experience about how they navigate uncertain markets. Prepare to be engaged, enlightened, and entertained by listening to the Capital Ideas podcast today. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Happy holidays, everybody, and if you celebrate, Merry Christmas. Today is December 23rd, and this is the last episode before Christmas of Murph's Boston Sports Talk. So thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much for downloading, listening, and enjoying Murph's Boston Sports Talk. I greatly appreciate the love and support. If you're listening to this on YouTube, thank you so much for clicking on the video. Please make sure you smash the thumbs up button, comment down below, and of course, subscribe to the channel if you're new or have not considered subscribing. Very, very excited for today's episode because I want to put a little twist to today's episode with Christmas just two days away now with it being on Sunday. But before I get into that, if you're in the southern New England area like Rhode Island and southeastern Massachusetts, holy F that storm that we got last night. Oh my goodness. We got an absolute insane storm last night rainstorm, windstorm. It was freezing last night and now it's like 55 degrees today. I woke up two dozen times because of the rain and the wind. I sh- I, I kid you not. It was just, ugh. So I, I'm on the uh, mildly tired side, let's say. I have my wonderful uh, shake, protein shake that I made. Hopefully that can kind of wake me up. I have a nice C4. I, hopefully that can wake me up after today's episode. But oh my goodness, hopefully uh, nobody got their roof blown off or anything. Or maybe your basement flooded. So hopefully we were all able to weather the storm uh, safely and soundly. But holy crap, what a crazy storm. Like I said, just the wind I think was like up to 60 miles an hour. And it was freezing last night, and the rain was just thunderous, and now it's like 55 degrees. Uh, that's just the New England weather for you. If you're listening to this outside of New England and you don't know the kind of weather that we deal with, it is not your traditional spring, summer, fall, and winter. It's everything all the time. It's wildly bizarre like that. And if you live in New England, you know exactly what I'm talking about, being 55 degrees right now in the, the start of winter. What? So, yeah. Um, another thing that I want to get to before I talk about this whole Mac Jones and frustration and, you know, waving off Patricia and, and being all frustrated and such. 
before I talk into talk about that and of course the Patriots and Bengals game, I want to briefly preview that as well. You know, although I think the Patriots are going to miserably lose, that's neither here nor there. I want to talk about Zach Wilson. And I'm not going to dive too deep into it. I'm not going to spend like 20 minutes on him. Is all I want to talk about is the fact that countless people, whether it's on social media or here at the shop, have said that Mac Jones is a good quarterback. He's got a lot of potential, a lot of skill. And you know what? He does. He has potential. He has skill. But on the flip side, he's not that good. Right now, at least. Could be a coaching thing, could be a team thing, or it could be a Zach Wilson thing. I don't know. And nor do I care. One thing that I want to point out, and you know, those people are saying that he has potential and skill and all that, say that he was going to be good. Heavily investing in Zach Wilson, da-da-da-da-da. The thing I want to mention about is all the way back at the draft, not 2022 draft, the 2021 draft. And as I've done, the past two drafts is a live stream for the NFL draft. And all my mock drafts leading up to, and this is when the podcast first started. First, it was what, three months old, four months old at the time. And I, you could go back to the early episodes when I was streaming Monday, Wednesday, Friday. You could go back to those episodes. Countless times I said, I don't see it. Zach Wilson, I don't see Zach Wilson. I don't see the why he's a second overall pick, why he's a top 10 pick. And I gave you ample reasons. He went to BYU, right? An independent school. They're not part of the SEC or the ACC. An independent school or independent league, I should say. They, well, yeah, no, independent school, yeah. And they make their own schedule, so they're not playing, like, you know, Texas A&M. It's not like Alabama's playing Texas A&M and Tennessee and Georgia. No, they kind of pick and choose, like Notre Dame. They kind of pick and choose another independent school. Pick and choose who they want to play. And I just didn't really, who, who did he play, right? Who was good that Zach Wilson played when he was in college that showed you he is the guy. He is arguably the number one pick. Obviously, if Lawrence wasn't in that draft, he probably would have been, right? But what makes you say that he's a top two pick, that he's a top five pick, that he's a top ten pick? What moment? I mean, Trevor Lawrence, you could say, you know, his freshman year, he took Clemson to win the national championship. First round pick his freshman year, but he has to wait two more years. But that moment that he was able to drive Clemson down the field and win, or how about like Justin Fields, you know, carrying Ohio State, albeit they lost to Alabama in the playoffs a couple seasons ago. But like Justin Fields chucking bombs, keeping his team in the game, using his legs, making plays. Like you could point and be like, that looks like a first round quarterback, top 10 pick. So what was Zach Wilson's shining moment? Okay, to, to summarize. And I hope at the end of the I hope nobody sucks. I want all these players to do good, especially these young kids. I want them to do well. I want them to perform. The pressure's high, especially in a market like New York with the Jets, or New Jersey technically. But I as of now, I hate to tell you, but I told you so. I told you so that he wasn't going to be good. And listen, I said the same thing about Trey Lance. He went to North Dakota State. 
Who did he play that was so good? What was his shining moment that told you he was a top three pick in the draft? Granted, he sat his first year and he learned behind Jimmy G. He looked okay in the couple games that he played before he got injured. But still, you know, there's still some question marks there. You know, we're seeing it with Trevor Lawrence now. We're seeing it with Justin Fields. And Mac Jones is someone I'm going to get into in just a few moments. But, you know, I hate to say it, I told you so, but nobody want, nobody believed me. People thought, oh, he's a, second, he's a second overall pick for a reason. Okay, well, what reason? Oh, he's, he's got all the talent in the world. But we've seen first-round quarterbacks go to the Jets with all this talent in the world and suck. Mark Sanchez, although he did get to two AFC title games, I'll give him a little bit of credit there. Geno Smith sucked in New York, but now he's playing well in Seattle. But, hey, got to call it as it is. He sucked in New York. Sam Darnold sucked in New York. Sucks now, I guess. Zach Wilson. I mean, is it a is it a team thing? I mean, they've had ample head coaches, they've had ample offensive coordinators, plethora of weapons and different uh, offensive lines and all that stuff. So, is it a quarterback issue? Is it a coaching issue? A GM issue? A management issue? Who the hell knows? Nor do I care. As it stands right now, I was right about Zach Wilson, and I want my flowers. But that's all I'm going to talk about because I told you I wasn't going to go on a big rant about it. I just wanted to let y'all know. Hopefully, Zach Wilson can maybe turn it around and become a better player. But as of now, I was right. Anyways, let's talk about this whole thing with Mac Jones. Because it is a conversation to have. And some people like the frustration and the emotion that he's showing. And if you're a Patriots fan, I'm definitely curious where you stand on this. Do you like that fiery emotion that he's showing? Or do you absolutely despise it and you just want him to go out there and play? Or maybe even want to change a quarterback? Put Bailey Zappi back in. You know, that's what I'm kind of hearing around here at the shop and, of course, on sports radio as well, is that they that they absolutely don't like that Mac Jones, a kind of a nobody who hasn't proven or done anything, is, you know, waving off his offensive play caller and his coaching staff and being all frustrated about, about things. And they think that's absolutely wrong. And you know what? I get it. I understand and I see that point of view however i i kind of like the the flair the frustration it shows that he cares it shows he it shows <laughs> that tongue twister there it shows he's passionate about football the patriots winning the team's success others around him I mean, the dude took all the blame for what happened with Jacoby Myers in that that lateral. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to dive into that. We've already, people have already talked about it. People have already made fun of Jacoby Myers. I'm not going to be here to do that. If the dude really didn't see Chandler Jones, fine, albeit. But what was Mac going to do with the ball? That's all I'm going to say about it is even if Mac clearly caught it and had 10 yards or 15 yards of room, what was he going to do with it? So that's all I'm going to say about it. But Mac Jones, at that presser, at the end of that game, took all the blame in the world. He was like, guy in front of me had the ball. I was the last line of defense. I could have tackled him. I was in position to tackle him. And I didn't, and I couldn't. That's on me. It's like the – and he was claiming that Jacoby Myers is one of the best teammates he's ever had. And, like, you know, that could be true. I don't know. But I don't think he would say it if it wasn't true. However – he takes ownership 
on things that at, at the end of the day aren't his fault. Like I do not think anybody is not blaming Jacoby Myers for what happened. Whether he saw Chandler Jones or not, whether he had a brain fart or not, it does not matter. Mac Jones taking the blame. And a lot of people, I don't know why, are blaming Mac Jones for missing the tackle on Chandler Jones. Like, Chandler Jones is... Ah, well, let's look it up. Mac Jones is 214 pounds. Chandler Jones... He is 260 pounds. So call it 50 pounds, right? He's 50 pounds heavier and probably much more muscular and much more lean and much more stronger than Mac Jones. Like, I don't think anybody's six through, unless you're like a defensive back or something. Like, that's like tackling a prime Jerome Bettis, right? Chandler Jones, a more athletic Jerome Bettis. So, like, I don't understand how, pe- how people can can claim Mac should have tackled Chandler Jones on that last play. I, I don't understand how he could take that, how people are blaming him. But whatever, whatever, whatever. Going back to the, 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 the frustration and the outbursts that Mac Jones is having. Again, it shows that he cares and that he's passionate. And that he wants to win, and he wants to do well, and he wants the team to do well. And we've seen quarterbacks go through it, especially quarterback around here. Tom Brady, you know, did it time and time again. The counter argument, of course. The counter argument, of course, is Tom Brady's won seven Super Bowls, so he had he earned the right to flip out and have these outbursts and such like that. Okay, fair enough. I'll give you that. But I don't re- I mean, is it showing up your coaches? Yes. Does it look good? No. I mean, is there different ways to go about it? I'm not there. I'm not in the building. I'm not in the huddle. I'm not on the sidelines. So I don't really know the true ins and outs of why Mac Jones is expressing himself the way he is. I, like, just got to ask yourself, would you rather have your quarterback – do absolutely nothing, show no emotion, win or lose, because you can't have it one way. You have to be consistent here. And you know me, I'm, I try to be as consistent as I can with my takes. Would you rather have a quarterback or even a player, doesn't matter what position, be all excited and giddy and extremely emotional when the times are good and when the times are bad, or someone that just could care less? Just, I'm here. I'm here. Like, <laughs> at the beginning of the season, uh, now we'll end of the season with the Red Sox, but uh, Tommy Pham signed with the Reds. It was like a one-year, I think like 10 to 14, 10, uh, it was like around $14 million, I think it was. And he was like, I could care less about winning. I'm just here for my money. It's like, dude, what the hell? Like, I know the Reds aren't the greatest team. You know, they didn't have the best roster. They weren't. Super, uh, Super Bowl. They want World Series favorites. Like, I understand that. But, like, and if you truly feel like that, fine. But do you have to come out and say, like, oh, I could care less about the team's success. I'm just here for my money. <laughs> what? How can you say that? But um, I, I just – I'd rather someone be emotional. That's all. I think that shows true leadership is someone that, you know, 
that has these outbursts and, and that cares and wants things done what he sees is the right way, especially when you're getting the play calls from Matt Patricia, who is not calling it the right way. I think we all can agree on that. So it, it's an interesting conversation to have, of course. Um, I don't think people should be clamoring for Bailey Zappi again. We saw what that looked like against the Bears, who, by the way, are 3-10. and 3-11. and 11. Uh, What's their record? Uh, I don't even know what their record is. Three and eleven, three and eleven, three and three and eleven. So, I mean, Bailey Zappi beat the Lions, who are currently seven and seven, but at the time they were dog shit. And I've already gone over this. They've only scored one. They only scored one offensive touchdown, a defense, and five field goals. So I'm not impressed, but I will be impressed with his first career start from that perspective. He beat the Lions, which uh, I'm not. I'm sorry, not the Lions. He beat the Browns, who are six and eight, and they're not that good either. And then he goes in and fills in for. What was the other game? Did he play another game? Um, hold on. Uh, Patriots, 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 Patriots. I gotta pull up the whole schedule again. Um, he filled in the Packers, looked good. Lions, Browns. Okay, yeah, yeah. And then he played the Bears, and that didn't look all that good either for him. He had one touchdown. The defender kind of tripped, but got Myers open. And that was it. And then he looked bad for the rest of the night. So is Bailey Zappi the answer? No, he's not. So I don't know why we're, Bailey Zappi, put him Shut up. <laughs> Bailey Zappi's not the answer. But I don't want to get too ahead of myself. I want to try to stay positive. I'm in the Christmas spirit, in the Christmas joy. For those tomorrow who are subscribed to the YouTube channel, Merce Cartown Sports Shop on YouTube, you will notice that a video will be coming out tomorrow at 8 a.m. Eastern Time, the Ghost of Sports Card Past. Very excited for that video to come out. It is the follow-up to the Halloween skit that was done at um, the end of October for Halloween, obviously. And I'm very, very excited for this skit to come out. I put a lot of effort into it, a lot of work. It's about four minutes long, so it won't take up much of your time. But please definitely check it out if you may. And if you haven't subscribed to the channel yet, definitely do so, as I'm trying to get to 500 subscribers. Would love, love, love to do that. However, let's transition over to the Patriots and the Bengals. I sat here last week and I said I want the Patriots to win so Mac Jones looks good. I still want them to win, obviously. I just don't see a world where they win. The Bengals are one of the hottest teams, if not the hottest team right now, maybe outside the Lions, or maybe even including the Lions. Who knows? Uh, I, I, I really don't see a scenario where the Patriots win this game, bearing an injury to Chase. Or, I mean, the Bengals would look good even without Chase. Or injury to Joe Burrow, or I don't know. Or maybe they forgot, you know, the team got lost at TF Green or something. I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But I will give you three things that I'm looking forward to in this game. Because I feel like that's the least we could do, right? Is look forward to things here in this game. Regardless of, you know, what we may think of the outcome of this game. But anyways. Want to get smarter about investing? Then tune into the Capital Ideas podcast from Capital Group, home of American Funds Distributors, Inc., one of the world's leading asset managers. Learn from portfolio managers with decades of experience by listening to the Capital Ideas podcast today.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Number one, and I think it was pretty well, it was well executed in the the Raiders game, all things considered, was the running game. Stevenson played, um, Pierre Strong played, Kevin Harris played. So I want to see what the young guys in the running back room can do again. I'm very curious. I'm very, very curious to see what that run game looks like. Will Damian Harris play? Who knows? And if he does, how does that impact the running room? Is Ramondre Stevenson fully healthy to get a full workload if Harris is out? Or even if they're all healthy, what will that running uh, running back room look like on the field? I'm very curious. I like what I'm seeing from Ramondre Stevenson, just being that true three-down horse running back. But I also like what I'm seeing marginally here and there of Kevin Harris and Pierre Strong. Definitely loving what I'm seeing uh, from Ramondre Stevenson. I wish Damian Harris was just more healthy and getting more run, but it's hard to go away from um, Ramondre Stevenson with how he's been playing this year. But what will that running back room look like? Because I think the run game is going to have to be very, very crucial and very, very good for the Patriots to have any kind of a shot. And that transitions to my second point, is the wide receivers. <laughs> I'm, I, I could just say the whole, the whole offense, but I'd rather be a little bit more narrow-minded, or not narrow-minded, uh, have my answers be a little bit more narrower than just broad, like, ooh, offense, ooh, defense. Running backs, give you my reasonings. The wide receivers, how will that wide receiver room look good in this game? Because the Bengals secondary ain't the greatest, but it's not the worst. But, you know, we can't have Mac Jones throwing for 112 yards on 13 of 31 again. You know, we can't have our leading receiver have 47 yards on two receptions. And our leading catch getter be three with Pierre Strong having 12 yards total to show for it. Like, we can't have that again, guys. We need, I don't know where it starts. I mean, I could give you answers. But we need these guys to perform better. This wide receiver or this receiving group whether it's the wide receivers the tight ends or the running back if you're going out on a on a route to catch a ball this encompasses you and they all need to do better and of course we could look at the offensive line not giving mac jones enough time we could look at mac jones and not maybe finding the right guy we could look at the offensive play calling and say that they're the play calls suck and we could look at every single thing that i just named but these guys are the ones catching the ball and too many times have we seen dropped passes, bad routes, just they're not able to come down with the ball, whether it's contested or not. It does not matter. Just not seeing good performances from the receiving group. Again, wide receivers, tight ends, and running backs included. And the third thing that I'm looking forward to in this game against the Bengals is going to be the defense. And I'm just going to encompass the whole defense. How can they slow down Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, uh, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, Joe Mixon in that Cincinnati offense who are absolutely on fire. The whole team is on fire. They were 
what were they own two I think and then two and two and then four and four and now they're ten and four however that worked but they're one of the hottest teams right now in the league again if not they are the hottest team in the league and I want to see how or if the Patriots defense can slow them down in any capacity do I think they will no <laughs> I don't think so but it'll definitely be interesting to see that maybe they're able to force a couple three and outs early in the game and maybe that momentum can kind of carry on through the first half and you expect and you will expect the Bengals to make adjustments going into the second half so how do the Patriots combat those incoming changes or vice versa how maybe the Bengals score 21 points in the first half hopefully the game's not over if that's the case but how will you make changes going into the second half to combat that offense that would just absolutely ruin you in that you know for sure that you know hypothetical first half right very curious to see what the defense looks like it's going to start at the line getting pressure to joe burrow it's gonna you know your linebackers have to cover the tight end and of course the running backs who are all very good and then your secondary how dinged up are your corners going to be will your safeties be able to provide help everywhere because you're going to need them to provide that help everywhere to the wide receivers running backs and of course tight ends but that's going to do it for this conversation. I'm really not that excited for this game. I just don't see this game being all too exciting or all too thrilling. But hey, you know what? It's tomorrow. It's at 1 o'clock on a Saturday, Christmas Eve. Hopefully it's a good game in whatever aspect that means, especially with the holidays, Christmas, right around the corner, literally on the doorstep. So I just want a good game. Win, lose, or draw. Well, if we draw, I guess that technically counts as a win, right? It doesn't hurt the winning percentage. <laughs> it doesn't hurt doesn't hurt the winning percentage, so why not? Take a tie. Who cares? <laughs> but let's, let's just hope for a good game, right? Let's just hope for a good game. So that is going to be the discussion for the, uh, the discussion topics that I have for today in the world of sports. Obviously, we could talk about the Bruins coming back from behind to beat the Winnipeg Jets, but it's still football season, so I'm not ready to dive into that yet. We could talk about the Celtics, who have been sliding as of late. Are they fraudulent? I don't know. But this is a conversation that we could talk about next week for episode number 174, because today I want to go over some fun Christmas activities. And yeah, you guys could you know click off the episode if you want, since we're done talking about sports. But with Christmas Eve tomorrow and Christmas Day on the 25th on Sunday, Maybe you don't even celebrate Christmas, you know. So I do apologize, but I do, and it's super fun. It's my favorite holiday of the year, and I want to talk about some fun, 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 festive Christmas activities. And I'm just gonna breeze through it, just have some fun with it, right? It's the holidays. Smile, enjoy it. Number one's make a wreath. Uh, fun fact that this is number one, and this is just an article from GoodHousekeeping.com. This is an article from Juliana. La Bianca and Liz Schumer. This was released on December 12th of this year, my birthday. That's pretty cool. So, number one is make a wreath. Uh, fun fact that my mom makes holiday wreaths actually Christmas, Easter, springtime, winter, Valentine's Day, summer wreaths. If there's a season or a holiday, she can make a wreath. And I have her business cards here at the shop actually that I've been throwing in people's bags as they make purchases. So, Definitely hit her up, and if you want a holiday wreath, she's the one to make it for you. She makes awesome wreaths at a really good price. Um, but 
yeah, make a wreath. Number one, I won't be doing it because my mom does it. Uh, number two, do a good deed. It can be a it could be as small as paying someone a compliment or as large as volunteering your time for a day. Paying the spirit forward is especially fulfilling this time of year when there's as much sadness as there is joy. Good deeds that I try to do is obviously give kids, specifically kids, like free little goodies here at the shop. Whether they're, you know, there's a kid in here uh, the beginning of the week, and he's a big Ohio State fan, you know, because of his mom. So I, I get it, right? He was looking for Chris Olave cards. And I think I had like three of them, and I had like Ezekiel Elliott from 2022 draft picks, uh, draft pick select. And obviously Zeke, you know, Ohio State alumni. He picks the, the one of the Olaves, so I had three left. I had two Olaves and the Zeke left. And I asked I asked the little guy, I was like, hey, pick one more. And he, I think he picked the Zeke, actually. And I was like, there you go. Happy holidays. And he's like, really? I was like, yeah, don't worry about it. He's like, oh, thanks, Murph. And it just, like, lit up his words. It just made him smile. It was awesome. It made me feel really good. Uh, there was a couple guys that opened some Pokemon tins last night. And they left the tins. They were like, do you use these? You know, I was like, well, I don't use them. He was like, do you give them to kids? I was like, I can. So they left me the tins that they opened for me to give to two kids. And last night on my Instagram, I posted. Let me pull up the post real quick. Speaking of which, I have to make another post today. Uh, hold on. Do-do-do. Got to pull it up. Uh, these two Pokemon tins will be given away to two kids tomorrow. First two kids to come in the shop who like collecting Pokemon will get these tins for free. Thank you to the guys who donated these tins after opening them at the shop tonight. Well, I guess inevitably last night. But, I mean, they did a good deed by donating the tins to the shop. And I'm doing a good deed by making sure those tins get to kids. And, again, oftentimes people will buy a box, uh, whatever, Donruss, right? Donruss football. And they don't want the base. And if, as long as they tell me that they want them to get to kids, I will make sure that they get to kids those cards. If they just donate them and say, yeah, do whatever you want with them, well, I'm going to do whatever I want with them. But if they specifically tell me to give them to kids, I'm going to make sure to get them to kids. And I just think giving back is a phenomenal thing to do you know it doesn't have to be christmas or the holiday season it's just a really good thing to do and i try again i've said this a million and one times i'm an advocate for a happy and healthy hobby here at the shop and i think by giving kids just a couple free cards whether they're commons or base they don't care they just want the cards and they appreciate that and hopefully that can kind of rub off and they'll return the favor excuse me down the road to somebody else number three put on a performance I'll be putting on a performance for the Ghost of Sports Cards Pass tomorrow on Christmas Eve. Check. <laughs> Check that box real fast. Uh, shop a holiday market. Get in, the ho and get in the spirit of the season by visiting a local holiday market or a craft fair. Shopping local helps independent businesses and guarantees your gifts are totally unique. That is very true. And a lot of people have been doing that here at the shop. I've been super graciously appreciative. And thank you to everyone who has come by the shop, supported, gotten gifts for, you know, family, friends, loved ones from here at the shop. You know, a lot of packs and boxes and gift certificates have been going crazy because of that. 
and you know I really try to make an emphasis to appreciate that person for coming in and shopping local instead of going to friggin Target or GameStop or buying it on Amazon Walmart you know it just really I think around here at the shop for those that have been coming into the shop a few times now have started to realize that my prices are retail slash competitive to the open market and I think that they want to make an impact in their own way here at the shop. So I think that's something that they kind of have pride in is being a part of something here at Merce Card Town. And that is incredibly awesome because that's exactly what I wanted. I wanted to be a staple, a pillar, a cornerstone in a community. When I was trying to figure out the whole shop thing, if I wanted to do it or not, you know, I wanted to be that shop you know we all had you know especially you know the older folks you know you always all had that shop that you went to when you were younger whether you were playing Yu-Gi-Oh, magic pokemon or collecting sports cards when you know they were a dollar pack we all had that shop that we went to and i want to be that shop for a lot of people so local shopping that a lot of people are doing is is really putting a smile on my face and it, it really really helps it, re- it really does so i appreciate you guys uh, number five, visit a senior. I don't know many seniors, um, nor do I really have the time to, which is something I would love to do. Um, if I had a loved one in a uh, in a nursing home or a senior home, I would definitely go visit them multiple, multiple times. But I just don't. But if you do, definitely go give them a visit. They would love, love, love to have your company, especially during this time of year and when the weather gets colder. You know, a lot of seasonal depression is real and a lot of people can get it, whether it's a good um, season or time of year like Christmas or winter or whatever. You know, I, I read or no, I heard a thing on the radio where um, I'll try to hang out with your older loved ones, you know, whether they're grandparents or your parents or whoever it may be, you know, or try to give them a phone call or have like a routine like once a week. You know, it gives them something to look forward to. It helps, you know, elongate their life because being lonely is a real thing. You know, lonely depression is a real thing and it could really impact their their livelihood and their, um, not their way of life, their, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Their quality of life. There it is. You know, if you can make that exerted effort once a week or once every other week, it, it really helps them in the long run. Number six, make a Christmas treat other than cookies. Now, do gingerbread houses count? Because Mrs. Murph and I got a gingerbread house kit from Five Below, and it was already kind of like, it was like a puzzle piece. So you just kind of have to like interlock the the pieces. You got to interlock the four walls and then the two roofing panels. Super easy. I don't know if that counts. Uh, We do plan on making Christmas sugar cookies on Christmas Day. Um, I'm trying to think. We made another holiday treat other than cookies. Uh, She made me brownie. Uh, She made me a nice big giant brownie for my birthday. I mean, I know my birthday kind of gets lumped in with Christmas, but whatever. Um, We all love Christmas cookies, but there are lots of other desserts out there. Hello, figgy pudding. That's what it says in the article. Try a new dessert for a sweet afternoon undertaking. I would love to, but I'm just super picky sometimes. Like, I'll try anything. But I'm super picky. I'm not going like, to go out and buy all the stuff to make figgy pudding if I'm not going to like it. You know what I'm saying? 
play games by the tree for Mrs. Murph and I's Christmas Eve party. We're going to be playing tons of family games. And on Christmas Day, hopefully, Kim and I can play some games around the tree and just really have some fun. Make the most of all the hard work of decorating by playing games or putting together puzzles by the Christmas tree. Heck, move in there for the entire season. You earned it. I would love to move into a tree. You know, nice giant, you know, 100 foot wide tree trunk. Drill a hole into it and live in there. Oh, that'd be fun. Play Christmas I Spy. Uh, not a fan of I Spy. I think it's kind of a lame game, but whatever. Gift a teacher or other cherished friend. Hmm. Uh, I don't have any teachers, nor do I know any teachers personally, but gifting cherished friends, absolutely big fan of that. Just a small, small little gifts really go a long way for people, and I think that is a huge, huge factor in our respective friendships with other people. You know, it's just, oh, you thought of me? Thank you so much. And, you know, I just, again, small little things go a long way for people that you may not even notice. Visiting your, your, your grandmother in a, in a nursing home or something, you know, really puts a smile on her face and makes her feel really good. It makes her feel really loved. You know, gifting something to a friend, oh, you, you thought of me? Thank you. It just, it may sound corny and, you know, it might be, but that's just the kind of person I am and that's why I love this time of year, this holiday season, because it's like the little itty-bitty things that you don't think of in the middle of May or June or July. But at the end of the year, when you know it's the holiday season and we're all supposed to be happy and merry and, and cheerful and joyous and again as much happy and good emotions there are there's equally negative and um sad emotions as well out there you know de seasonal depression or just depression in general people you know homeless people people are starving people that are less fortunate you know so being able to just give back and just doing your part to make this time of year as special for as many people as you can, I think is very, very important. And that's something that I'm trying to do here at the shop. Number 10, go ice skating. Um, Mrs. Murph and I did this, we do this in December last year. I don't know if we did in December. We definitely did it in the winter time. We went down to, uh, we went downtown Providence at the, uh, I don't know what they call it, but they have uh, this area and they make it an ice skating rink and you just go there and you skate around. Yeah, I think it was during December because they had a Christmas tree and uh we took a picture in front of the tree. Yeah, well, I mean, I guess they could have had the tree up past Christmas, but I'm not too too sure. But those are just 10 things. This article has 60. I'm not going to read you all 60 because we're almost 40, 40 minutes into this. And I kind of want to make it quick, happy, fun, you know, give you the information and, you know, carry on, right? So if you want to read the article, again, goodhousekeeping.com, 60 fun Christmas activities to make your day even merrier. But that is going to wrap it up for today's episode, guys. I really hope you enjoyed episode number 173 of Murph's Boston Sports Talk. I really appreciate you downloading, listening, and enjoying on all audio-only platforms such as Spotify, Apple Music, Google Podcast, Amazon Music, wherever you can find your podcasts, you can find Murph's Boston Sports Talk. So I really appreciate you guys downloading listening, and, of course, enjoying Murph's Boston Sports Talk. I really appreciate the love and support. But if you're listening to this on YouTube, thank you again so much for clicking on the video. Please make sure you smash the thumbs up button if you enjoyed today's episode. Comment down below any thoughts, questions, comments, concerns, anything you want to talk about from today's episode. Leave those down in the comments below as I can't wait to read and reply to any 
and all comments. But most importantly, please make sure you smash that giant red subscribe button to subscribe to the channel if you're new or have not considered subscribing just yet. As I can't wait to get to 500 subscribers, hopefully in the near future. But you can find me on social media at Murph's Cartown on Twitter, Instagram, and of course Facebook as well. But that is going to do it for today's episode, guys. Again, enjoy the weekend. Stay safe. Have fun. Be merry. If you celebrate Christmas, Merry Christmas. Enjoy it. And if you don't, happy holidays. I will see you guys on next Friday on the 30th. Maybe we can have a New Year's special. I, I don't really know how that's going to work. But we'll be able to talk about the Patriots and where they're going to be at with two weeks to go. But between now and then, guys, you know that I love you. And I will always, always see you. And Merry Christmas. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.